Howdy friends, I am Link and I am obsessed with all things fitness, nutrition, and helping people become the most badass versions of themselves. I'm a former Division II athlete with a passion for making sure your fitness journey isn't a chore, but instead one of the best parts of your day. This podcast will be full of education and motivation so you can kick ass in the gym, kitchen, and your life. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Link Fitness Show. So one question that I get all of the time, and truthfully, I didn't really anticipate this when I was becoming a fitness and nutrition coach, um, but I get it way more often than I ever would have thought I would, and that is, do you think that three days is enough to see progress? Or, you know, is am I still going to get results if I only work out three days a week? And listen, my friend, I get it, okay? I get it. You feel like you're not doing enough because you can, quote, only get in three workouts a week when you used to be cranking out five or six workouts a week, right? Well, in today's episode, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to use the term coach loosely. I'm going to coach you through a new process to think about when developing your plan and how to know that it's going to work for you. So I want to start off with a couple of questions that I ask all of my training clients when I am writing their program, but I actually ask similar questions to this when I'm talking with my nutrition-only clients because obviously they're nutrition-only, so our sole focus together is their nutrition and prioritizing their nutrition. But since their you know overall movement does play such a huge, huge role in their energy expenditure... We do talk similar questions. Um, We still prioritize movement, all that kind of stuff. It's just I'm not the one writing the program kind of thing. So uh, either way, I am asking these questions to all of my clients. So even if you feel like you have a good, you know, routine with your workouts, I still highly encourage you to think through these questions that I'm about to ask you um, and really just consider changes that you could potentially make to make it a more enjoyable experience, right? Because when I'm working with a client, that's my main goal, obviously, is to help you get to your goal. That's my that's my goal. That's my priority. And my goal and priority along with that is to make it an enjoyable experience, make it something that's sustainable. So it's something that you, you know, look forward to every single day, right? I'm not here to add stress to your plate. That's the last freaking thing I, that, I, that I want. So um, my goal is always to Okay, if your goal is to do X, my goal is going to align with getting you that, right? So uh, on top of that, obviously, having a program that you love and that you enjoy and that you look forward to is going to make that much more realistic. It's going to make it a lot easier for you to get to your goal faster, too, which is always a huge, huge benefit. So I have three big questions that I want you to consider when you are thinking about your workout schedule or really any sort of routine to help you achieve your goals. Okay. So while these questions are specific to exercise and movement, you can absolutely like rephrase these, uh, the base of the question. You can rephrase this to focus on other areas of your life. Okay. So question number one, How many days can you 100% commit to? No doubt in your mind, right? Is that three days? Is that four days? Maybe it's three days with an optional fourth or like a possible fourth added in there. 
I want you to be as realistic as you possibly can, because if you aim too high here, before you've even started, you're literally setting yourself up for failure. Plain and simple, right? So be as realistic as you possibly can. Does your schedule truly allow you to work out four or five days a week? Or is three, without a doubt, you can absolutely hit three. Some weeks you may hit four. You know, other weeks it'll only be that three. But what is your absolute 100% number of days that you can commit to? Okay. And please, please, please do not pick a number based on how many days that you think that you should be in the gym. Okay. Pick a number that is realistic and that is 100% doable for you 90 to 95% of the time. Okay. And I say 90 to 95% because you're going to have vacations. You're going to have holidays. You're going to have times that where shit just feels like it hit the fan and you're like, Oh my God, I got a lot going on and I got to figure my shit out. Right. Those days are going to happen. Okay. So being aware of those, I call them the wonky weeks, be aware of the wonky weeks and understand that that's going to happen. You're not going to have a straight 52 week year where things don't get a little wonky, right? Let's be real. Okay. So if you have that 90 to 95% of the time, you can 100% commit to this. That gives you if you say 90%, that would give you about five weeks, five wonky weeks in your entire year where things may not fall as planned, right? So if you think about it, five weeks, you could look, you could probably look at this one of two ways, but I encourage you to look at it this way. If you have 52 weeks in a year. If you have five weeks that are wonky and things don't go according to plan, you're still on pace, right? You are still on pace. Majority of your year, not literally 90% of your year you are on pace, you're sticking with what you said you could commit to, and then go from there. Now, will there be times where you get sick, you get a cold, whatever, um, just shit happens, right? There's going to be days that maybe you have six wonky weeks instead of five. Okay, so be it, whatever. You know what I mean? We can move on. But the goal that I want you to think about here is picking a number that is realistic and 100% doable, okay? For me, I'll share a little bit about my experience. So I, as we know, I am pregnant. The first trimester was very, very challenging for me. I had set a goal to work out three days a week in my first trimester. And I shit you not, I probably worked out five times in the entire first trimester. <laughs> like maybe five times. I went on walks, but I did not hit my lifting goals. Um, and then even once I moved into the second trimester, my recovery was very poor and my energy levels were poor. So it did take me a little bit to get to a point of working out four days a week. Now I'm at a point where I strive to work out four days a week, but I understand that there's going to be some weeks where I just don't have that in me. So I can make those quick adjustments the week of to drop down to a three-day split. Okay, so what I am doing to approach this, uh, this is a little bit of a side note, and I guess we can use it as like a part two to the question, is when I'm developing these splits, right? So my workout split. I'm developing them in a way that is more flexible, knowing full well that there's going to be weeks that, yeah, maybe I was planning on going for four days, but mm, not going to happen. I'm only going to be able to get three in, right? So I, I give myself that flexibility to make those adjustments since right now where I'm at in my journey, I am at that three, maybe four days a week. Um, and I have weeks where you know, I, I crush it Monday and Tuesday. I take Wednesday as a rest day. Don't get the recovery that I need on Wednesday. So I have to take Thursday too, or, you know, maybe I push Thursday and then I'm down and out all weekend. And 
I'm really trying to listen to my body. So that's another huge thing of like, we're, we're going to get into this a little bit more later in this episode, but thinking about the number of days that you can 100% commit to without a doubt, no doubt in your mind, you know, unless you have that wonky week, you'll be able to commit to this. Okay. So three, four, three, maybe four, is it five? What is 100% realistic to you? Number two is what equipment do you have available to you? And will that impact the number of days that you can go to the gym? So for example, maybe you have a gym membership or your apartment complex has a gym that you can use, but you also have some dumbbells at home. This is, I'm seeing this a lot more now, uh, post COVID that a lot of people have dumbbells at home, which it's a beautiful thing. I love it. I love to see it. Right. So that's great. You have a gym membership, whether it's free or it's a paid gym membership. Um, and then you also have some dumbbells at home. That's fantastic. Right. You have so many different options that are going to add flexibility to your routine. Okay. Whereas, you know, someone who maybe only has a gym membership, you're going to have a little bit less flexibility. Okay. So in a situation like the first one where you have the dumbbells at home and a gym membership, you always have a plan B if there are weeks that maybe have some time restrictions or, you know, something along those lines, one of those wonky weeks come up or, you know, maybe it's something as simple as like you just stayed late at work and the time that you normally go to the gym is a little bit before that like crazy rush hour after work. Um, maybe you got stuck late at work and you would be going at that potential, you know, work crazy rush hour, right? Now, instead, if you have plan B, you have those dumbbells at home, great, no problem. I don't have to move anything around other than just shifting my workout to a dumbbell-only workout instead of, you know, if I had cables or a barbell, now I'm just going to do dumbbell-only. And you're still getting that workout in without moving the days around. So you can see that that has a little bit more flexibility than someone who only has a gym membership and has to go at that specific time. Now, I'm not telling you to run out and buy a shit ton of dumbbells. Like if you don't have them, don't worry about it. But this is something to consider when you are coming up with your plan. Okay. So being aware of these potential obstacles is very, very, very important. If you're someone who can easily do three and then maybe get that fourth in, then a situation like this probably wouldn't be too much of a challenge for you. But if you're someone who typically works out like five times a week, then you may see some challenges arise. So it's very, very important to prepare for those. So the next thing I want you to ask yourself and consider is what equipment do you have available to you? And will that impact the number of days that you can go to the gym? Okay. So again, if you don't have a plan B, dumbbells, cave or not cables, bands, anything like that, then, you know, you have to be a little bit more flexible with the days that you go to the gym. Whereas if you have those dumbbells at home and you could alter your workout to be a dumbbell only or a band only workout, then great. You have a little bit more flexibility of if, do I want to move the day or do I want to just swap the workout and do it at home at my normal time frame, or whatever it is, you know? Okay. So moving on. This episode of the link fitness show podcast is sponsored by my one-on-one coaching program. Link Fitness 101 Coaching is a 12-week high-level coaching experience for the former athlete who is ready to ditch the on and off cycle, fad diets, and generic workouts to create a lifestyle full of energy, fun and nutritious meals, and badass confidence. 
My one-on-one coaching clients are experiencing major, major wins, like rocking the crop top in the gym and ditching the cover-ups by the pool while feeling confident AF, losing their first 5, 10, 30 pounds, hitting PRs in the gym, and enjoying all of their favorite foods without guilt. Link Fitness one-on-one coaching is for the retired athlete who is ready to crush her workouts and train for her instead of her sport. It is only for women looking to improve their overall health, learn the ins and outs of the gym and the kitchen, and truly feel good. Not only will you learn how to get results, but how to keep them too. It's time to step out of your comfort zone and release your inner badass. Learn more and apply at www.linkfittraining.com or by clicking apply to work with me down in the show notes below. And last but not least, number three, what are your goals? I know this sounds like an obvious question, so stick with me here, okay? Obviously, your goals are going to play a huge role in your training schedule. They're going to play a very, very big role in your training schedule. So if you have we'll say, for example, this specific goal to run a marathon in October, you want to do it in a specific time or even just complete it, whatever. Your training schedule is going to look a hell of a lot different than a new mom who is just cleared to exercise postpartum. Like it's going to look very, very different. And with this question of what are your goals kind of comes like a part two, I guess we'll call it. So do your goals and your plan to achieve these goals align with the capacity that you have available at this time. Now, this is juicy, so I'm going to read it again, and I want you to really listen to this and take this in. Do your goals and your plan to achieve these goals align with the capacity that you have available at this time? So what do I mean by this, right? Let's dive into it. We'll say, for example, that you are a teacher, right? You typically have a hectic school year, then your summertime may be spent doing, you know, maybe you're teaching summer school or you're working a part-time job or you're just straight up enjoying your summer and your time off and just enjoying the downtime, right? Whatever it may be, your summer months tend to, not always, but they tend to be a bit less hectic or stressful than your school months, right? Take it back to our time as athletes. Same thing goes, right? We had our in-season and we had our out-of-season, right? And I know in college, this plays a big role in like your course load and what classes that you're taking. Um, Obviously, there's times when, you know, you need a specific class and it's only offered when you're in-season, which sucks, but, you know, got to do what you got to do sometimes. Um, And then, you know, even in high school, though, if you think about like how your priorities shifted when you were in-season, like I was a spring sport athlete, so... In the fall, I had more flexibility. Like I could do my homework. I could, you know, move my schedule around to do projects or assignments or whatever throughout the week. I could, you know, take my time on them. Where when you're in season and you're training for your sport, you have games coming up, you don't have as much flexibility with your routine. It's a little bit more intense. It's a little bit more hectic. If you think about the collegiate level, like you're traveling a lot more, um, your practices may be longer, or you may have more practices. Like when you're in your off season, maybe you're only training five days a week, but when you're in season, you're training six days a week, assuming, you know, that you don't have a game that week, that kind of stuff. Right. So really thinking about how your goals are going to change and the different seasons of your life is very, very, very important, okay? So your goals need to, or 
ideally they should align with the season of life that you're currently in. Because if they don't, I need you to make an adjustment. Okay. Can you make an adjustment to make it so there is more alignment in your life? Do your goals align with the season that you're in? So pregnancy out of breath, bear with me. I apologize. (laughs) I get so excited talking on these podcast episodes sometimes, because especially about goals, um, that I just need to take a breather. Okay. Okay. So we'll say, for example, that you have a fat loss goal. And really, this would apply to building muscle as well, but we're going to go with a a fat loss goal. You have a fat loss goal, so you're going to have a bit more flexibility with your seasons than that person who was prepping for that marathon in October. Because that person that's prepping for that marathon, it's right around the corner. Like, they know, okay, you know, my marathon's in October. I'm almost there. I got to train hard. I got to get ready. I got to do this, this, and this. And their training schedule has changed over their training period. Excuse me. So while they were starting out, maybe they weren't an avid runner when they first started, but now they are obviously because they're training for a marathon. So their distances were probably much shorter when they were getting started. They were building that stamina up um, and now they're running pretty much a marathon length in order to train for it. Where someone who is getting ready or working towards a fat loss goal, your training program is going to look a lot different because there's going to be some other factors that tie into this, right? So one big mistake that I see is people get all like gung-ho for this goal, but it's completely unaligned. Their plan is extremely unrealistic and then it just becomes super stressful and it's really challenging to stick to at that point, right? So instead, we want to shift our focus to more of that alignment, right? Shifting your focus, making sure that you're doing the things and giving yourself the opportunity to lay the groundwork, basically. So now with this being said, I do want to make a point here that in my opinion, the word busy, like I'm, I'm busy, I'm too busy for this, that's bullshit. Okay. I think people use the term busy as like a bandaid when they don't want to commit to something or they're making excuses for themselves because they didn't do what they said that they were going to do. Or, you know, they set the bar super high and then it's like, I was just so busy. I couldn't get it done. Listen, I'm not here for your excuses. Okay. Busy is bullshit. Busy is a bandaid. But with that being said, I think it is important to recognize those high stress periods of your life. Okay. And notice here I said high stress and not busy. Um, Think about those high stress periods of your life because you're most likely not going to want to go into a a calorie deficit when you're at the most stressful point of your year. Right. Do I mean sit and wait? Absolutely not. What it means is that you need to take action to lay the groundwork now basically get things rolling, get your ducks in a row, make sure everything is aligned so that when you do get started, you've already worked out the kinks and you can just hit the ground running and things are going to feel so much easier. Okay. So someone with that fat loss goal, yeah, you may be busy right now. You may be, you know, high stress. Maybe you're, I don't know, whatever works crazy. Great. That doesn't mean you can't start right now. What that means is you have the opportunity to work through the hard times. So when things do get easier, it's a no brainer and you're going to get there quicker. Okay. So take some time and lay the groundwork. Another great example of this that I see literally year after year after year is the holiday season. 
right? Is it a challenge to diet or cut around the holiday season? Yes. But is it doable? Also, yes, right? So instead of trying to go into a deficit during the holiday season, you can wait, right, until the new year, and then you're going to get frustrated as hell when things don't happen quickly, right? I see this a lot where people are like, you know, I'm just going to get started in January because I'm just not going to be able to stick to it in like December. And like, that's just not really, I'm too busy, right? That word busy comes up again. So instead they wait until January. January, they're, you know, still nursing their holiday hangover. And then, you know, okay, mid-January, we're finally getting started. We're getting the ball moving. Now we're complaining because the gyms are packed and things are hard and yada, 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 whatever. If they had laid the groundwork in September, October, November, by the time January hit, they'd be like, oh shit, this is easy, right? I can do this. I'm already halfway there. So while it is a challenge and you're going to face challenges, I'm sorry if you can hear the leaf blower in the background. Um, While you are going to face challenges along your journey, you're going to have those high stress periods. That doesn't mean that you can't start. Okay, this does not mean to wait, does not mean to wait until things are in perfect alignment, because realistically, perfect alignment probably isn't going to happen, but you want as much alignment as you can possibly get. Okay, so um, make sure that we're laying the groundwork is what I'm getting at here. (laughs) Again, I'm getting so excited. I'm going off on tangents, so I apologize. Instead, I need you to focus on the now. Okay, making sure that the plan that you're going after in this very moment is aligned. Can your plan change three months from now? Yes. Is that okay? Yes. Is it expected? Yes. Right? Like going back to my my pregnancy story, like did I expect to have pretty much the entire first trimester of no lifting? I did not see that coming. I literally was like, oh, I'm going to be a fit mom from day one. And then I got nauseous as fuck. And I was like, dude, this is misery. Like I cannot work out right now. I'm so nauseous. I'm so tired. I'm cranky. Things don't feel good. Right. So I had to make an adjustment. I had to make an adjustment. And the funny thing about my, um, the start of my pregnancy. So like my first trimester was I was literally in a cut for about six weeks. And then I found out I was pregnant and I was like, well, all those cut plans are out the window. Cause I am definitely not cutting for the next nine, 10 plus months. Like it's just not, it's not in the cards anymore for 2022. It's, it's just not going to happen. Right. So, but I adjusted my plan and then I went from there. And then when things got rough in the first trimester, I adjusted my plan. But because of all the time that I've spent building the groundwork and laying that foundation, I've been able to stay more consistent throughout my pregnancy. And I've had so many people be like, dude, I wish I was so, I wish I was as active as you are during your pregnancy. And yada, yada, yada. And I'm telling you, it's the groundwork. It's because I built that framework. I built that foundation and I've been able to build on it. Right. So lay your foundation, lay your groundwork now, get your routine built up now and get really good at your habits now. Right. That this way we'll say, we'll use the new year example. The new year hits You can head right into your deficit at the start of the year after you're feeling good. You know, you have your holiday, you get back into the routine, get back into the swing of things, um, you know, post-holiday, post that vacation time. And 
things are going to work out much, much better because you would have already built that solid foundation to build on. Okay. So to kind of recap, and then I'm going to give you some homework. Number one, how many days can you 100% commit to without a doubt? Number two, what equipment do you have available to you? And will that impact the number of days that you can go to the gym? And then finally, number three, what are your goals? And do your goals and your plan to achieve these goals align with the capacity that you have available at this time? Okay, so now your homework is to really think through these questions and determine how many days you feel would be the best fit for you, okay? Personally, I do not have one client training more than four days per week right now, right? They're all training three to four days per week and seeing amazing, amazing results. I have girls that are in cuts. They're losing half a pound, half a pound to a pound a week, which if you weren't aware, that is the goal weight loss. Um, that's the most sustainable. So they're losing the weight. They're feeling good. I have girls that are training three days a week and they're building muscle, right? It's all about you and what your goals are, but just understand that you can tra- train just three days a week or only quote only three days a week and still see amazing freaking results, right? Because now we have plenty of opportunities to prioritize rest. We have so much more flexibility with our, with our schedules, right? These girls can show up fully on the days that they are in the gym because it's not like a forced chore that they have to do every single day where they're like, oh, I just don't want to like, no, it's gym day. Like I'm going to the gym today. Like I feel really good. Yada, yada, yada. Boom. Done. Maybe they wake up on their gym day and they don't feel so good. No problem. I can move it to tomorrow because I have that flexibility in my schedule because I'm not setting the bar too high. I'm setting it at a realistic point. Okay. So training actually gets to feel good. And that's one thing that we really, really want. Like I said, having fun with our program and making it a huge positive of my client's day instead of just like another task that's, you know, needs checked off the to-do list because let's be real, nobody wants that. Like that's my goal. My goal is for you to have fun with your program. And as I've mentioned before in a previous episode, I am taking on a very limited number of clients before my baby's arrival in November because I do want to make sure that I can devote a ton of time to my son and my family, but I also want to devote a bunch of time to my clients uh, because I am not taking the like traditional maternity leave. I will still be working, but the focus will solely be on my clients during that time instead of things like Instagram and all the other free content resources that I provide. But yeah, so there's that. So be sure to click the link in my bio um, or I said in my bio, click the, as I was saying it, I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> click the link in the show notes or my bio on Instagram to apply, or you can just send me a, D, a DM on Instagram and I can send you the application from there, but we'll make sure that it's a good fit for both of us. And we'll go from there. So, all right. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Don't forget to do your homework. And I'll catch you in the next episode.